Good morning, everybody. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. Welcome to Resurrection Life Church. We're going to have an awesome time in the presence of the Lord today. Thank you for checking in. Thank you for being a part of this online experience. And I got a feeling that the presence of the Lord is going to be right there with you throughout the entire thing. So cozy up, get uh, close to the TV, whatever device that you're uh, using, and uh, let's enjoy the presence of the Lord today. I want to read a scripture for you in just a couple of words. I read it earlier this morning in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like eagles. I like that. Praise God. What a, what a good word to start with today. Our praise team is uh, getting ready to lead us into the presence of the, Lord, presence of the Lord through praise and worship. And so, uh, you know, oftentimes when we're here in church, we all stand and, and we clap hands and we have a good time in the presence of the Lord. You know, whatever you feel like doing there in your home, uh, do so. If you want to get your whole family and begin to stand and praise the Lord, that's cool too. The first song that they're going to be singing is called Prophesy. I wanted to just read uh, some of the lyric lines from that because I just, I, have, I just have the strong sense that everything that's going to happen today is going to minister to you right where you're at in life, but also where we're all at in life dealing with the things that we're dealing with, with coronavirus and everything else. But listen to this, breaking off every chain and the fear that held me. Fear's running rampant everywhere. I want you to just loosen all that stuff today and let it go. Uh, I refuse to agree with the lies they told me. I take up my position. Speak to all my conditions. Take the authority you won for me. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a praise right now. We can take the authority that he's already won for us. Are you ready to worship? You guys ready to lead us? Let's do this thing. Breaking off every chain and the fear you held me I refuse to agree with the lies they told me I take up my position
this morning father we choose to bring you honor and praise and we declare this morning that great things are coming our way if y'all believe that somebody say amen. amen
heart. And he says, I am healing people right now, right at this very instant. I want to speak to you to say, reach out, take hold of the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ because he's touching you right where you're at. I believe that we're going to hear testimonies where people have been healed right here in this very moment, right in your own homes as you've sensed the presence of God. And throughout this service, you can call in. You have a prayer need of any kind. We have a team of people that are here ready to pray with you, to pray for you, to agree with you in prayer. And in fact, if you've just received a healing, we want you to call in and share the testimony. Listen, this is not just something I conjured up. I felt it in my spirit as we were singing, as we were worshiping the Holy Spirit saying, I am touching and healing people right now in this very instant. We receive it, Lord. We receive it in the name of Jesus. And we're going to raise a hallelujah unto yes, you. Yes. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right where you're at in your home, just say it. Raise your hand and just say hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a praise. Amen.
this morning we will sing your praises and we will choose to not be shaken about what's going on if y'all can believe it somebody say amen shaking, we will not be shaking, 
same as having you sitting here in the seats, but uh, wherever you are today, we call you blessed, and I just hope that you are able to tune in and plug in and plug into God and hear from the Holy Spirit today in a way that will change your life forever, amen, and if you don't know Jesus, by the time this broadcast is over, I just encourage you to ask Him to become your Lord and Savior, to ask Him to be your King of Kings and to invite Jesus Christ to be your Lord and come in your life. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask the worship team to not leave and because uh, in just a minute, I want them to sing that uh, We Trust in Our God and as kind of the end of the offering time. And, uh, so I just want to take a moment and welcome you. And uh, man, we wish you were right here with us today. It's hard to preach to chairs, but uh, we know that you're watching. My wife's been sending me some pictures of the kids all worshiping this morning, and uh, it blesses my heart. But um, wherever you are, we call you blessed today. And we just welcome you into God's house one way or another here. And we know that 
if we can't have church, we're just going to be the church. And uh, we just are so glad you chose to tune in today, whether you're watching this live or by recorded um, on demand a little bit later. So God bless you today, wherever you are. Amen. Um, now we're going to go ahead and receive our morning tithes and offerings because uh, Pastor Rick's got a message he's going to come and present in just a minute. And I know it's going to be powerful and it's going to change your life forever. And it's important for us to, to hear the word of God because it helps, it builds up our spirit. It builds up our faith. And that's going to happen for you in just, just a few minutes. But before then, we're going to go ahead and receive our morning tithes and offerings like we do every Sunday morning. And our church family knows this well. If you'd like to participate today, there's lots of ways to do it. There'll be some information up on your screen. And uh, you'll be able to see our website address, our giving page, as well as there's a phone number that you can text the word give to. And that phone number, um, it will give you some instructions back on your text message so you can set up a texting account with us and give that way. There's lots of ways to give. You can also, um, if you don't have our mobile app, you can download that. And that's on the App Store and the Google Play Store today. And uh, you can pull that out, Res Life Church. And um, you can download that one. And if you don't want to do anything electronically, you can snail mail us. So you could fill out a check or um, put some cash in an envelope and send it to Resurrection Life Church. That information will be on the screen shortly for you as well. Or you can drop it off to us uh, Tuesday through Thursday during business hours, 10 to 3 p.m. So we know that um, it's a little bit different when you can't bring it and put it in the basket and present it in God's house. And... Uh, yeah, it is different, but your heart can be the same. Your heart can be the same as if you were sitting here today and, you know, taking that time in worship and, and bowing your heart before God and, and worship. You can worship Him from your home or from wherever you are and say, God, I love you. I want to honor you today with this tithe. I know it's holy to you. I want to honor you and worship you, God, with my offering today. I want to sow into the work of the ministry. I want to see the work of Jesus Christ go forward through Resurrection Life Church and through the ministry here in mid-Michigan. And we're not done having church. It's not over just because there's a pandemic or some trouble in the world. We're just getting started. And we're going to be stronger than ever, more united than ever and find some ways that we can gather even if it's not more than six feet apart or less than six feet apart, I guess. Amen. Amen. So uh, if you're uh, ready to give, go ahead and do that now. And in just a moment, Pastor Rick is going to come back up and give us some information about what's going on. And then he's going to preach and you're going to hear the word and you're going to be blessed. Amen. Praise God. So go ahead, Joni, and uh, lead us in just a, another moment of worship. And a pastor will come up and, and get the next thing going. Amen. Call you blessed today. Fully trust in our God. And through his unfailing love. We'll not be shaken. We'll not be shaken. We'll not be shaken. Sing it out again, we want trust, yeah. Oh, we trust in our God. And through His unfailing love, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. 
so much about whether the seats are empty or whether they're full I mean is that great wonderful praise God but it's about us being the body of Christ and not just the building where we worship and so we're so thankful that you're checking in today you're being a part of this part of the body of Christ not just a group of people that meet within the four walls of a building but a group of people under the title of Resurrection Life Church who go out and be Christ to everyone that they come in contact with. Boy, if there was a time where we ought to be being Jesus to everyone that we come in contact with, how many know that's right now? Praise the Lord. And so I just encourage you to uh, love on the Lord and uh, love on each other and uh, praise God, praise God. Hey, Steve, I don't know if you want your phone. I got your phone up here, bro. We carry on whether we're on TV or whether we're live uh, in the service right here. I was getting confused. I thought, well, I got two phones here this morning. Praise God. Thank you, praise team. They were waiting for me. You all are awesome. Thank you for leading us in worship today. Praise God. We have a lot of stuff that uh, is going on behind the scenes, a a group of people that are working in technology here today, and as well we have a group of prayer warriors that are at other places throughout the building that are just looking forward to the opportunity to be able to minister to you via phone, uh, text, or other things, and so uh, call in. I think there's probably a number that will be on the screen if it's not right now where you can call in, receive prayer, real time. It's not a recording. There'll be real people here praying with you based on your specific need, whatever that may be. Uh, and so also during the week, I want to remind you that I'm doing a 714 prayer uh, every morning. Uh, so you can come on a line and connect every single morning at 714. I'll have a word of encouragement for you. And we'll pray together. It'll be a great, great thing. I'll also be sending out... Uh, periodic uh, mass phone calls to everybody just with encouragement uh, and information. And so let's, uh, let's not tuck away, let's not hide. This isn't about us running scared in any way, shape, or manner. It's about us having faith, not fear, having wisdom, not ignorance, and uh, we are going to take the precautions and not be presumptuous, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to deliver uh, a message to you today entitled, Joy in the Face of Trouble. Joy in the Face of Trouble. Would you bow your heads with me for a moment? Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus, and I just ask, Lord, for a special impartation of anointing 
for me to deliver this word that you've put into my heart. Father, as I always pray, I pray that our ears would be open supernaturally to hear absolutely everything that you'd say to us, and that our minds would be opened by the great Holy Spirit to understand and comprehend everything that you're saying to us. <clears throat> and Lord, maybe even more so that our hearts, by the anointing of the great Holy Spirit, would be open to receive uh, everything, absolutely everything that you have to say to us today. And everybody said, amen, amen. James chapter one, verse two says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Everybody just right now where you're at say, what? What do you mean when troubles come, when distress come, when trials come? Consider it an opportunity to show great joy, to have great joy. When I was uh, growing up as a kid, you know, uh, one of the things that I hated most when I was watching some of my favorite shows, I grew up a TV kid back in the 50s, uh, and they used to have this thing that the, the, the show would be interrupted right in the middle of it, and there would be this screen, and it would say, this is a test, this is only a test, this is a test of the emergency broadcast system, and then there was this long beep. Do you remember, the, do you remember those? Uh, I, I mean, and it usually happened at probably the worst possible moment in the show, and for us kids, you know, we were like, you know, quit interrupting the Beverly Hillbillies, what's the matter with you? Let's get on with it. Trouble in life is kind of like that as well. You get no warning. Nothing comes along, you know, and tells you, hey, guess what? You're going to get sick next week. Um, and yet, at the worst possible moment, things happen. That's just the way it seems to, to take place. Excuse me. <coughs> you know, you get that layoff notice, whatever it may be. The, the car breaks down. And how many know the car breaks down when you need it the most? Uh, your lives are interrupted. And everything happens at the worst possible moment. And, and really, once those things come, there's not a lot of things that you can do about it except just press on. And so when we talk about trouble, I want you to know, and I think you're aware of this, <coughs> excuse me, it affects every one of us. No one is exempt from it. Does anybody have a halls or anything that I may be able to, to have just to keep from coughing this whole time? We're, we're real-time live, so is isn't like, a, you know, we're just going to do what we do on a regular Sunday morning. So, I know half a dozen of you right there at, at home are, are handing me a halls. <laughs> it won't work for me from that distance. Uh, so, you know, when trouble comes, it, it affects absolutely every one of us. Um, there's not a one of us. Thank you. Praise God. Yeah, that ought to help. That'll help. See if I can preach with that great big thing in my mouth. In our current state of affairs and the things that are going on right now, we can see, in fact, that every single person on the planet, on the planet is affected by this. This, is, this isn't uh, something that's um, simply attacked a certain group of people. Everybody across the globe is affected by it. And, uh, I, you know, we see people that are infected by the coronavirus. Every day the news is popping another 100, another 500 people. And sometimes we're hearing about that happening within a 24-hour period, and it's enough to startle 
every one of us. Excuse me a minute. That thing's just a little bit big for me to work with. I got this great big piece of candy in my mouth. There. Welcome to the real world, everybody. <laughs> um, I think that what we need to recognize is that sometimes trouble is there to check your attitude. You'll find out who you really are when you're in the midst of trouble. They're bringing me something else. Ah, praise God. No, we're not editing all this out later on. Sometimes trouble comes because we need a checkup from the neck up. We need to have a heart adjustment or an attitude adjustment. It's there to test us and to check our attitude. You saw it there in James chapter 1, verse 2 in the New Living Translation where it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I know that kind of causes you to go on tilt a little bit that you have to look at trouble and go, what, it's an opportunity for joy? You know, what it doesn't say is if trouble comes your way. It says when troubles come your way. We're all going to experience it. We're going to run into trouble. And when we do, instead of fighting and whining and moaning and complaining and crying and seeking revenge, maybe we ought to consider the idea that maybe, just maybe in the midst of it all, God is trying to do something in our lives. God is trying to adjust us and mold us in some way. Maybe trouble is in front of you to give you an attitude adjustment. Did you ever think of that? Maybe there's something to learn right in the midst of trouble. I believe that's the case for, for my life. Every time I'm in the midst of something, uh, I, I have to find myself in that position where I can say, God, what, it is, what is it that you're trying to show me? What do I need to learn in this? And, and I think we'd all agree, me and every one of us would agree that sometimes we do need an attitude adjustment. We need to have our, uh, our meter checked, so to speak. And maybe you could consider going through things with a little bit of joy. How about trying to go through trouble and get right in the face of trouble with joy and you watch things change? You know, our, our natural response when trouble comes is anything but joy. It's, it's quite the reverse. And uh, we, we whine, we complain, we ask, well, why me? Why has why this come up on me? Why, why do I always have to deal with trouble? And I know that it doesn't make any natural sense for us to be facing difficult situations, to be facing trouble, and to do it with joy. It doesn't make any sense whatever. And you and I are, are to evaluate our troubles from the standpoint of joy. That's what we're hearing in this text. You see, if I have the right attitude about trouble, then I might be able to say, you know what, Lord, I don't know what's happening, but I know this. I know you're still on the throne. I know that you're still the sovereign God. I still know that you are all powerful. I know that you are all knowing. I know that you're ever present. The Bible teaches us that he is an ever present help in time of trouble. Could somebody say amen? Praise God. You know, he says to us that he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. We're never alone. You know, we may be quarantining. We may be isolated to a degree. Uh, but you know what? God is with us in the midst of everything that we're doing. He's never leaving us. He's always right there for us. You can count on it. He is with us at all times. And I know that 
you'll be with me. You can say that I know, Father, that you'll be with me in the face of trouble. I know, Lord God, that no matter what I'm going through, you're right there with me. You're holding me at all times. Whether the waves are blowing, the wind is blowing, and the waves and the storms are coming, I know that you'll be with me at all times. Amen. And that's what it means to consider it all joy. Your outlook changes. You know, we can go through trouble and, and run in fear and hide and, 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 and tuck away, or we can, we can face it with joy. Still be cautious, still be wise, but not be distressed and, and not be turned down and, and down and out just because some trouble has come our way. See, your attitude determines your actions. And if your attitude is negative, guess what your actions are going to be? If your attitude is based out of fear, guess what your actions are going to be? So if your attitude is joyful, imagine what the actions might be. It's about choices. Trouble is designed to check your attitude. My second point today, two out of three, I've only got three points for you, so it won't go too long. You need to recognize as well as that when trouble comes, joy is a choice. You can either choose to be joyful or you can choose to be a sourpuss. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Be like those people, look like they've been uh, soaking in a pickle barrel for about six or seven years. And I hope you know, though, that, that happiness and joy are two completely different things. When you look at the circumstances, you can be unhappy because guess what? Happiness is based on circumstances. Joy isn't related to circumstances. Joy is related to a decision that I make, a decision that you make, that regardless of what I may be going through, I'm going to have joy. I'm going to have the joy of the Lord. In fact, the scripture tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's what's going to keep us strong. But that's a choice. That's a decision that you and I have to make. So even if the circumstances of life leave you fearful, even if the circumstances of life present to you a shaking uh, presentation, you can do what we just sang about. We will not be shaken. We will consider it joy because we know that our all-powerful, all-knowing, always-present God is with us no matter what we may be going through. Amen. Jesus, in fact, gave us a perfect example of this. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, Jesus getting ready you know, he had gone to the cross and it said, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Did you hear that? It didn't say for the happiness that he was about to experience on the cross. It said for the joy that was set before him. Come on, folks. He wasn't happy about that. In fact, he asked the Father. He said, Father, if there's any other way, if there's some other way, look in the manual. There's got to be another way. But he said, not my will, but thy will be done. He had joy. Why? Because he knew that there was a purpose for what was going on. He knew that the Father was there with him through it all. He knew, amen, that a resurrection was coming. Hallelujah. James chapter 1 verse 3 says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them. I always share this story, and I just feel inclined to, to share it again, the story, <clears throat> excuse me, about a, a mom and the little girl, her, the daughter, uh, and mom was always baking and and, and, and the little girl was always there helping mom, and 
Mom would always quote that scripture. Hey, honey, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to the purposes, his purposes. And one day the little girl said, why do you always say that? And she, uh, mom handed the little girl a little teaspoon of baking powder. And I don't know if you've ever eaten baking powder. I haven't, but I hear it's pretty bad. Anyway, the little girl says, why'd you do that, mom? And mom said to her, honey, all things in and of themselves are not necessarily good. But all things brought together in the right recipe will make a great cake. You know what? We may be facing some situations right now. They don't seem like a teaspoon of baking powder. That's like a truckload. All right, but all things together, all things in and of themselves may be sour, may not be good, may be bitter, but God takes all things and works them together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. See, confidence comes in knowing that God is for you, that God is not against you, that he is with you. And whenever, whenever you're able to put your troubles into perspective, then it'll leave you on top of trouble instead of trouble being on top of you. You don't have to be weighted down by that thing. You can have joy in the face of trouble. You can stand above it and say, trouble, get out of the way. I'm going to be joyful in whatever condition, in whatever state that I'm in, I'm going to have joy. But you know what? you got to know that God is on your side. you got to know it right in here. And when you know that God is at work in your life, you can have confidence in him. And that's why you can have joy. Trouble, many times, is what can take you to a whole brand new spiritual level. In fact, I think that's what's happening to the church across the globe even today. We are having to learn how to do some things differently. And I believe with all of my heart, it's going to take us to a new place, a new spiritual level. The Bible says that God is doing a new thing in our lives. And I plan on being a part of it, not tucking away, not hiding, not running in fear and saying, well, we'll just put everything away and stay where we're at until all this blows over. No, 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 no. We're going to rise up and be the church of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness from somebody? Amen. James chapter 1 verse 3 in the New Living Translation says, for you know that when your faith is, in, when your faith is tested, your endurance now has a chance to grow. Wow. Praise God. Why not look at the test and the trouble and the trials as an opportunity for your faith to grow? That's powerful in and of itself. Many times the tests and the troubles that we have are there to grow our faith. But you need to know, just like that old thing that used to come on the TV screen back in the 50s, it's just a test. It's only a test. It'll only last a little while. How many of you remember what it was like, you know, when you had to take tests back in school? I hated it. And I hated school. I hated the, everything that had to do with it. But you know what? I, I know there's some people that enjoyed those moments. We're going to have a, an exam and we're going to have a test. And maybe, I, mean, I don't know whether you were a nerd or not, but I think it was only the nerds that really enjoyed studying for the big exam that was coming on. But, you know, why didn't we like to take tests? Because it required us to raise our level of study, to raise the level of what we're putting inside of us, to give the material an extra look. You know what? And if you never studied the material, you're not going to do well on the test. You know, when the teacher gave, a, gave us a, a study guide or something in relationship to the test, I'd study what was on that study guide, nothing else. If the teacher said, read pages 35 through 55, 
can I help you? I didn't look at page 34 or page 56. I only did what was expected of me. If you're going through some trouble, then that means, and this is what I'm trying to say, if you're going through some trouble, you need to know that means that God has already supplied whatever you need to get through the trouble. For there's no temptation, there's no test that is taking you that's not common to every man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or tested above what you are able to endure, but will with the same temptation or test make a way of overcoming. I wish somebody give the Lord some praise in the house of God. Amen. If he's going to test you on it, then that means that you've already been taught about it. There's something to learn. In school, you'll be tested. Whether you study or not, you're going to be given the test. In life, you'll be tested as well. And whether you've learned the biblical truths or not, you can expect the winds, the waves, and the storm are going to come. And here it is. It's my responsibility and it's your responsibility to pass the test, to study, to know the word, and to have it in our hearts. James chapter 1, verse 4 says, So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. We have to endure the test. We have to endure through this season of testing. And I believe the church is being tested. I believe that we as Christians are being tested right now. It's sort of like the process of when the doctor wants to, put to, to prepare you for surgery. I've been in surgery, many of us have, it's, it's a scary thing. You know, you lay down on the hospital bed, nurse comes in, begins to prep you with whatever she has to do, they take your blood pressure and then they slide you over to a, an ice cold gurney and wheel you down to an operating room and you're placed under a series of lights that are over your head and the nurse comes along, she's got all those sharp pointy things, you know, that you're like, no, don't touch me with that. The doctor washes his hands, puts on some rubber gloves, gets a mask that he puts over his face. Then he has the audacity to walk up to you and go, well, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm like, I'm not, I'm on a surgery bed. I'm not doing good at all. And you say, maybe you even say, well, I'm doing all right. But you know, deep down inside, you're scared. Deep down inside, you're troubled. And although you may be tempted to jump up off of that gurney, off of that operating table, and to run like the Dickens, you don't do it. Why? Because you believe that that doctor knows what he's doing and that he's there to help you and he's going to bring you through this thing. God performs spiritual surgery on us as well. I mean, these surgeries are called tests. They're called troubles. I don't know. Maybe one of them is called coronavirus right now. I don't know. But it's a test and it's a trouble that we're facing. And you may be scared, but you don't have to run from the trouble because you know the great physician knows what he's doing, amen, and that he's going to bring you through it no matter what. So you can run and hide if you want to. But it will not provide you with the answer that you need. Quitting is not the answer. Putting your head in the sand is not the answer. Pretending that there's no trouble won't help you either. Because in the here it is, the bottom line. <clears throat> in the midst of troubles, don't quit. In the midst of the storms, don't give up. Don't hide. Don't run away from the trouble that you're facing today because it will do more damage to you tomorrow. If you run from the trouble today, you'll be in a more pressing situation tomorrow. Don't quit. Just keep pressing forward. 
one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Don't grow tired of doing the right thing, for you will reap at the proper time if you will not give up. Amen. We cannot give up. James chapter 1, verse 4. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So in summary, trouble is designed to check your attitude. It may just be God massaging and nudging and adjusting something in your life. When trouble comes, make a choice to have joy. Here's my final point. Trouble is supposed to direct us to God. When you and I face trouble, the first thing that we need to do is turn to God, run to God. You don't, listen, quit running to Fox News or CNN or any of the other news organizations. All it all is anyway is continuous negative news. Why don't you run to the good news? Why don't you run to the word of God? Why don't you run to the place where you know your safety is and that God is there to help you? James chapter one, verse five, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. When you're lacking anything, run to God. He'll help you through it. And what about this wisdom? Wisdom from above helps us respond in the right way. Boy, if there was ever a time for the church to respond in the right way, it's in these days that we live, that we live in. You see, most of the time, there's nothing you can do to change the circumstances. I, I don't think there's anything that any of us can do to change the direction that things are going globally, nationally, statewide, and even in our own communities right now. But what we can do is we can run to God. We can have our, our, our nose in the book, our knees bent to heaven, and although we can't come into the house of God right now, we can stay connected to the body of Christ. And that's good news. It's good news to know that when you're weighed down with trouble, and when that trouble is heavy, and it's pressing, and you don't think you can bear it even another moment, only the merciful steps of God and moving toward him at the right moment will begin to lift that burden off you. you got to run to God. I, uh, let me just take a pastoral moment right here. This is a time and a season when you need to bump up your aggressiveness in keeping your nose in the book. This is a season where you need to bump up and hike up your aggressiveness and keeping your knees bent to heaven. I would just encourage every one of you, throw gasoline on the fire of your devotion time. Make sure that you spend time with the Father. Run to God. Run to him in the midst of trouble. He'll be there to help you if you'll just call on him, if you'll just stay close to him. Amen. Praise God. Number one, on a quick summary, trouble is designed to give you a checkup from the neck up, to make an adjustment in your life. Let it happen. Let it happen. Number two, when trouble comes, make a choice. Make a choice to have joy. Just determine in your heart that I'm going to go through this trouble and I'm going to do it with joy and let the test and the trial do its work in my life. And then number three, my last point that I just spoke about, run to God. Trouble directs us to God. That's the place. In closing, I want to say to you today, God is in love with you. He has a plan for you. Don't run from trouble. Consider it joy. I don't know why. I've had, I've had more excitement and joy in my heart over the course of the last week or so when all this just kind of exploded on us than even before. And it's not just because I thrive 
in the midst of trouble because that's not the case. I just know where my source is from. I know where my fountain is from. And I run to that fountain and I get a drink, man, and I'm just filled with the life of God. You can be filled with the life of God too. Just believe this. Believe that God is up to something good. Things may be seemingly falling apart across our country, across the globe, even right here in little old Gratiot County. But I tell you what, God is up to something good. Run to him, and he will help you make it through anything that you may be facing, whatever it may be. And my final words this morning, have faith. Walk in wisdom. Take reasonable and proper precautions. Don't have fear. Have faith. Don't, you know, run from fear to faith. Amen. Praise God. Keep your knees bent to heaven. Keep your nose in the book. Spend more time reading God's holy word. There's your well of wisdom that you need. Keep your knees bent to heaven, which simply says pray and then pray some more. And after you're done praying, go on ahead and pray some more even yet. And then finally, stay connected to the body of Christ. Amen. Listen, I know that right now they're, they're calling on self-quarantines. Many cities have actually even mandated that you stay in your homes. <clears throat> I don't know whether that's coming to us or not. And basically, it causes us to isolate and to be all alone. And that's what the enemy loves. He loves for us to try to just go, get off all by ourselves and to run on everything all on our own strength. Don't do it. You just look trouble in the face and say, I'm going to have joy, joy, joy. It may be dark right now, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Listen, I call you blessed right where you're at. If you can receive it and believe it, would you give the Lord a praise offering even right now? <laughs> praise God. I want to pray with you for a minute, and I think uh, Steve is going to come back up and, and wrap things up for us. Uh, but I just believe God is going to be doing a work in our lives if we'll let him. Get on that surgery table. Let the great physician do his work on you. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you just go ahead and have joy right in the face of trouble. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Thank you, Lord, for once again being able to gather, maybe not in the same building with the saints of God, but we can gather together and connect through the technology of the day and be connected as the body of Christ. And I just speak blessings over each and every hearer of these words today, whether it's right now or whether it's later on through recording. I pray blessings over them. Father, may we, may we walk, run, run away from fear, move from fear into faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. I praise you, Father. I thank you that we can have faith in you. May we run and move away from worry to prayer. Praise the Lord. And I just speak healing. I speak blessings. If there be any out there that are sick right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the perpetual fountain of health, the balm of Gilead, the Lord Jesus Christ would rise up inside of them and each one of us would recognize that living in us as believers is Jesus Christ, the perpetual fountain of health. And I thank you, Father, for that healing. Adjust us. Do what you need to do in our lives. We'll make ourselves available to you, great physician, great healer, and let your Holy Spirit do his work in our lives. In the name of Jesus and all the saints of God said, 
Amen. Give the Lord a praise. It was good, wasn't it? It was an awesome message. And uh, which camera's on, guys? Oh, thanks. Okay. I thought you were pointing over there. <laughs> it's a little different not having you here. I'll tell you what. We're just talking to you through a lens, but God bless you today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, I just want to encourage you that if you've got a phone number of somebody you're in a life group with or somebody you go to church with, maybe you don't even go to Resurrection Life Church, but you know somebody who you could call and encourage today, you call them up and maybe share some of the things that you heard here on this message or direct them to come and watch it and uh, encourage them in the Lord today. Each one of you can be a light. Each one of you can be salt today in the light and the life of somebody else. And uh, we just encourage you to um, step out and do that. Don't just be isolated. Don't just close the doors and close the windows and you know throw the the uh, little evaporator on and try and you know decontaminate. Call some people and and love on them today and be the light of Jesus Christ in their life. Amen. Hey, wherever you are today, we call you blessed. We're glad you chose to uh, stream today, and um, we're excited to stay connected with you throughout the week. Pastor Rick's got a 714 prayer that he'll be doing, um, and also we'll have some other updates coming out as news comes out about our church and events that we're able to do legally. So God bless you. We hope you stay connected to Resurrection Life Church. We hope to see you in person sooner than later, and we call you blessed today in Jesus' name. Amen.